Esketit. Let's attain the grain. Esketit. My neighbor. Ha. Ha. Ooh. severe case of indecision this episode and our completely biased opinions and Tyler can suck my middle finger with only Ian this time because Tyler's opinion is wrong we have some severe disagreements yeah, we've, we've upon already this. butted heads about this so. and it's not even negative no it's not I'm just pissed off can, can I state what that is okay go ahead um first of all Today we're talking about the fall of Hobo Johnson. By Hobo Johnson. By Hobo Johnson. And Can I just say, I've been following this dude for a while now. I've followed him since the release of his last project, uh, The Rise of Hobo Johnson. Um, and uh, I've been attentive ever since because he's so quirky and he's so weird and he's so interesting of a character. Um, but back to you, Tyler. Okay. So when Ian told me to listen to this and we put it on our list of things that we're going to cover and I started listening to it I got some instant nostalgia now from an album that we both were in agreement was terrible sucked major I don't even know why we, I don't even know why we discussed it because no, it wasn't either. like in the horrific range it was in the horrific range and it, to me it wasn't in the range of um something worth covering I don't know. I guess at that point we were still young in our yeah. Reviewing. We were still you know, looking for shit to cover. Yeah. So, okay. Fast forward to Ian tells me this, and I get nostalgia. Okay, brings me back to driving to my lifeguard classes, and what was I listening to every day on the way? Bunch of stuff, but mainly the album "We" by Nash. Ah! I was, get PTSD listening or thinking about it was, that album. It was. Uh, an atrocious time. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was until, until I he actually to it paid further. attention. But the fall of Hobo Johnson gave me instant memory of this track of this uh, that project, and I told Ian this, to which he pretty much neutered me and my <laughs> opinion, and is Rightfully still doing so. so to this day. But this album still resembles. So much of the Nash project in He's his wrong. vocals, in wrong. his mannerisms, wrong, in <laughs> his instrumentation, wrong, absolutely wrong, in his song structure. No, there are so many things that listening to this I have heard before in a much poorer, bad, awful uh, representation of you know the 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 previous album and uh yeah that's kind of where i'm at i think that this project is so much better than that but that doesn't mean i don't see a little bit of uh resemblance between the two yeah i i just do okay fine i just do okay um so being that i've been following this guy for a while people have been trying to peg hobo johnson into different categories for a long time his name is frank lopez jr by the way um and he started making music when he got kicked out of his parents house actually he might have been writing before that but he got kicked out of his parents house and he lived in his car for a while and he recorded songs and music videos in his friend's backyard um for basically the entirety of his first project which i don't even know if you can call that really an album it's kind of just a, a venture that he had it's a weird little outcropping um, and there were some good songs off of that. Very, very interesting. His vocal inflection for me was very, very hard to get past for a while. His voice is difficult and I will give it that. Okay. He's very, very over emotive. He's very animated and he barely ever sings as all mainly just yelpy over-the-top delivery. Sort of people pegged him in the hip-hop range because he was... But it was more like spoken word than that. 
Um, and he also had some folk elements um, along with these hip-hop inspired drum beats that he would make over like some really dreary piano chords and shit like that that sounded folky as fuck um so bobo johnson um has basically just been pigeonholed as an over emotive lovesick individual who a lot of times is uh pegged as um i don't know a beta like a beta male um, and a lot of the criticism for this album has come from sort of that area where people will just say that he's subjugating women and stuff like that, which I don't see at all on this album. Um, there's nothing saying to me, hey, I'm a rapist. I would rape women because I'm sexually depraved and I feel hurt. There's nothing about like that on this album, okay? Absolutely nothing. I think... Um, or on his previous material. Um, so getting that out of the way, I, I do think he's very, very over emotive. His voice is hard to get past. He sings about some sort of on the surface. Um, it's clear as day what he's talking about a lot of times. And a lot of times it is very, very lovesick. Um, but I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing. Um, but, and I mean, on his Wikipedia page, it says he is an American vocalist. He hails from California, by the way. People don't know what the fuck he is. That's just the way it is. And we no more see what he is on this album than we did on his last. In fact, it gets more convoluted. What the hell genre is Bobo Johnson in? All of them! Every single one! And seriously, there's a lot. On the 38 minutes... I think that this album is, if I am correct, which I definitely am, because I just looked at it two seconds ago. Uh, it's definitely 38 minutes. 37. Fuck. It's 37 minutes. Oh, no, it feels bad. Um, on the 37 minutes and 12 songs that we get on this album, we get everywhere from uh, hip-hop to folk to punk to some spoken word, to neo-soul and jazz stuff, also some Macklemore and Ryan Lewis shit, uh, pop rap, you get some straight pop on here, um, some acoustic balladry, um, you get some screamo slash folk in a live setting on February 15th on track 10. Um, and on track nine, Ode to Justin Bieber, you get a barrel of what the fuck. And that's pretty much how you describe that song. Um, but that's where we're at sort of here. Um, I was super hyped for this project. Ever since the first single, Typical Story, track number one, was put out earlier this year, I have been so pumped for this project. And I was super excited to listen and review it, uh, when it came out back in september september 13th um so yeah i think that's pretty much where we're at can we just talk about the music on this project are you ready sir i got one more thing okay go ahead say your one more thing state it lay it on me you want to see hobo johnson live oh, well you yeah. can he's on tour he will be playing one of my favorite venues ram's head in baltimore this wednesday the 6th Will I'm, you I'm really know that by the that. time that this episode comes out? I don't know. But Probably not. No. Hey, he played there or he will be playing there. Good? Okay. And if you can't see him there, you can go see him play the TLA in Philadelphia. You can see him play the Bowery Ballroom in New York City as well as the smaller clubs in Toronto. As far as the East Coast goes, he's already played the Southern uh most Portion shows it, yeah. and he has west coast coming later in the year following uh november so you can see him then too if you're not here if you are in other countries i don't know i haven't really looked at that much of his tour i don't think he's touring world i don't think he has a big enough profile to do that yet but he's there is a song so, hey. on here stating how he doesn't have a big enough profile to do that or anything like it yet he's just being modest yeah well nah. okay you could say that but Let's get into the next section and talk about the music, shall we?
The concept, I don't know. I think it's just me like cataloging fucked up shit that I've seen and like trying to make little stories out of it, you know? As I got older, I started to realize that that shit's like a lot more common than I used to think when I was a little kid, you know? When I was younger, I still feel it now. I thought the world was going to be something much different than what it already than what it is. And then you get older and you just start to realize and hear more and more things. I feel like every week I'm like, wow, this is fucked up. This is fucked up, you know? Typical story started, I wrote the beginning of it when I worked at um, Laboo Sandwich Shop. Sacramento, California. I would just be washing dishes, like thinking of songs to, to write. One day I was just like wiping down a table with a cloth and it just popped in my head and I looked up. I was like, mm, that's not, not bad. Working with a producer named Jason and we made the song, put it to it. Yeah. I don't know, I just try to write the, like, the weirdest story I could basically. I had a flight to LA that I was supposed to get on to do. We had some meetings or I had a session with someone and then I had this ex-girlfriend that we, we dated for like a year and a half or something and broke up. So right when this, like I was working on the album, we like stopped talking as much. So I went over, like I was supposed to get on a flight. My suitcase was on and I just walked out of the airport and went to her house and like talked to her for a bit and just tried to like get a, some closure or whatever. And we talked about if we should continue dating. And I think it was like a for sure reference to that. And it's the story of the dad who decides to chase his dream. He quits his job, he falls apart. And he loses everything and it's the story of the kid who just wants to make a record loves and crafts it but nobody ever ever cares about it well i made my first album it's called hobo johnson's 1994 toyota corolla so i made it in my car like was living in my car and made my first album in it and i remember once i like had it finished i thought like dude people are gonna love this everyone's gonna freak out no one liked it at all listened to it at all dude they don't talk about it too much i took it off all the internet it's not very good i don't think i can understand why people didn't like it but some hardcore fans they can you could find it on like the depths of youtube somewhere and they'll listen to it yeah things that were good about this album um going into this especially from the tree the, the tree the three singles that we got leading up to this which were typical story ugly kid and subaru cross trek 15 xv it's it's roman numerals so um based on those three tracks i had no idea what to expect because we got everywhere from punk to neo soul and jazz um and some r&b elements as well uh and on super cross track we just got a bouncy ass sort of trappy instrumental like it just is kind of a straight hip-hop song so i i had no idea what direction he was going to take in this. And the answer to that was he took every single one that he possibly could, um, as we stated before. And he jumps around from... It's almost like a 21 Pilots act where he'll jump around from genre to genre uh, with ease, um, might I add, because th this album, while it may uh, be disorienting, and many a times feel like incoherent babble, I think that that's what makes it so much fun, is that he's just hopping. And Wow. Sorry. I'm sure that was loud. Actually, it wasn't that bad. Oh, really? Okay. Um, it was there, but not terrible. Okay. Um, it's just... He does it, and I think he does it pretty well. I don't know what you think. I think, I think that the biggest, like... The first thing that I had to get past was how memey this can come across. <laughs> also, how just like his personality is goofy. Yeah. He comes across as goofy. I don't A think he's trying to hide it, but like to take it seriously, you have to intentionally try and get yourself past it. And yeah. I did. But starting and off. And it's rewarding. Starting off, it was like hard to take seriously the bigger, you know emotional ideas and constructs ideas. he's talking about seriously and i got there but i think other people are gonna have the same problem and probably not get past it blessing and a curse comes across great once you get it if you can't get past it this might really struggle for you this will probably leave a bitter taste in your mouth it's probably not great for a lot of people right um, you will just keep hearing nash Oh my god, I want to shoot myself in the face every time you mention it. Anyway, um... And I mean, uh, going off of the goofy thing... 
he's got a line on Subaru Crosstrek XV, which uh, Subaru Subaru Crosstrek XV is a whole bag of goof. You know, this is not a, this is not really a, this is kind of a poking fun at just about everything that you possibly can kind of track, but he has a line on here saying that, uh, the suspension is as soft as a cute little baby neck. Never heard a line like that in my life. I don't think I ever will again. Yeah, that's all new to me. Yeah, <laughs> really. Um, but I really think that he does well with the bases that he covers on this album. Most of the time, a majority of the time... Take a look at Typical Story. This is a punk song. This is a punk revivalist song in hip-hop form with him just shouting his brains out across the song. And it's incredible. The bridge, the descending guitar bridge is the greatest thing I've heard. The... That, that fucking descending guitar line is incredible. With him shouting the the line, everybody, everybody wants to live a life that they didn't ask for. Why? It's hard-hitting as fuck. It really is. It's the, truly incredible. The shouting on Typical Story gives off the same vibe to me. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, it's very good. It comes across good. The instrumentation on Typical Story is unusual and amazing. It's insane. It's really good. It's awesome. And the thing is, it's, it's still, fun. A lot it's of times- It's fun. It has some great switch-ups- as well this one part where it just uh deteriorates into this um well not deteriorates but kind of dissolves into just him and this really really low sub bass and some hi-hats and he's just kind of barring over it as well as this one kind of jazzier chord section where he comes in with some blues uh electronic pianos and stuff like that and some nice jazzy snazzy little guitar lines it's great um Love it, love it, love it, love it to death. Full of personality, this album is. Full of it. Absolutely full of it. Possibly too full of it for some people. I'll give it that. And I can I can give it that he will probably sound annoying to a lot of people. That's he, like that's an understatement. thing you have to get past. Yes. As well as the surface level uh the, the surface level stuff like ugly kid he's just saying that he's an ugly kid and that he fucking hates himself for not being good enough to deserve this person that he's after but at the end and i love the line at the end where he's like um well like he's saying that he glad that she he's glad that she exists but he's also he has this little spoken word passage about how he was a chunky little kid growing up and then guess what he's a little less chunky now i love that little that little cheeky ending that's great also the feature from Elohim, 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 I don't know, um, it is great. She's got a, a great hook, um, and she's just got a wonderful contribution, soothing voice, uh, fits perfectly over the d- instrumental, um, and I think that Hobo Johnson's delivery is great. You know, it fits the aesthetic of the track, as far as I can tell. Do you have anything specific to say? Um, do you remember the, the name of the track about uh, the fish? The fish? Yeah. Well, they start off as amoebas. Then they oh, yeah. That's, no, that's the one right after it. You and the cockroach. Yeah. So this has got to be like, to me, like the most eye-opening song on on the entire project. It's the weirdest. It's, it's one of the word. weirdest. And it just goes everywhere. And yeah, you get a lot of personality with the song, but also it's kind of one of those things where it's, if you get past it and you see what he's saying, you're like, damn. Yeah, it's okay, great. But damn. the thing is, he's not like singing or rapping in time. He's basically just ranting. He's just over these off. piano chords. Yeah. And, he's, and then he, he, it's unedited too. He stumbles across his words, words sometimes. Yeah, it's great. It's in there. It's, yeah full so, of personality again but and I, I mean we're not really gonna go into it that much oh, but it's not? this evolution from amoeba to fish to fucking to human beings to realizing that death is scary to trying to rectify that with religion and then there's this never-ending cycle of violence that follows it and then he talks about it's basically a political satire thing where he talks about trump and kim jong-un to having little sausage fingers i love that yeah. part. And oh, he's he, like he got he's all like, of I'm his words in and then, yeah oh yeah and then he talks from the perspective of donald trump he's like i'm gonna do it you know what i'm gonna push that button you know what i have a small dick i got nothing to lose yeah. and, and 
and then so it gets good. into this rise of instrumentation and where basically he's saying that the nukes go off and it's this bang 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 and it's huge it's enormous it's earth shattering and it's amazing you know and then it gets into the cockroach part of it and he's like well what's the only thing that'll survive a nuclear a nuclear holocaust cockroaches and then cockroaches evolve and understand the same things that the fish that evolved in the humans did and then there's a cockroach president and then the cockroach president sends a giant flying shoe to <laughs> another cockroach president it's really fucking great i didn't do it justice but it's like oh my god it's such a great it's just him ranting over this these piano chords. You but, said we weren't going to get that far into it. And well, you just I talked kinda, for like three and a half minutes. I'm so sorry, but I love that song so much. I no, love it amazing. so much. Yeah. Um, as well as Mover Aware, which was track number two. It's so sweet. This is probably the most Macklemore that he's going to get on this album. Lots of pop rap uh, vibes coming off on this track, but it's so sweet. It's adorable. The way that he's he really wants this person. Um, and it's glossy and it, all of the different little flying over your over the top samples that he puts in uh, as like little Easter eggs are great. Great attention to detail on his part. The hook is great. Um, super, super sweet what he's saying. Um, he just comes across as a sweetheart on this song, honestly. And it may come across as corny to some people because uh, he's saying he, that this person makes his Mondays feel like Fridays. But I think it's adorable as fuck. This okay. was the most Nash sounding song on the entire album. This didn't the instrumental didn't sound like Nash though. I can see how the message kind of sounds like Nash, but then again, that Nash project was much more heartbroken. That Nash problem was much more even more surface level than this is in my opinion, as well as even trying to come come across as trying to be poetic and not succeeding whereas some of this is poetic a little bit and is succeeding. No, I'm not saying, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just okay. saying, when I heard this, I was like, where have I heard this before? <laughs> I know, and I did not like it the first time. <laughs> the second time, it's great, though. Uh, Super Cross Trek. This song is the most fun, some of the most fun I've had on a song in 2019. It's such a fun track. It's incredible, and his the way that he he's basically just saying that he can't afford a Lambo yet because he doesn't have a high enough profile to afford one yet. It's um, so funny. Oh my god, it's it's great, it's incredible. And he's basically there. I love the lines about uh how um why is dad on a Lambo? He was insecure about himself. Son, let it go. And talking about how his dad's a giant prick because he cut people off in traffic. You know, yeah. I love it. Just dumb little shit like that. I don't know. Just fun little lines. Fun, quirky little lines that have so much character, and um, they display who he is very, very well. Um, I think you get a, a, a real uh, insider take on uh, the, the mindset of Hobo Johnson um, on this album, which it, I like the personal vibes all across this album. And I really don't have a problem lyrically much ever um even though it's surface level even though it is clear as day a lot of the time what he's saying i think a lot of the time it comes off with enough impact um that it doesn't even really matter take happiness for example um happiness is the most self-destructive song on here um uh, uh actually you know what i'll give it a, cl a close second because he's talking about how his family are all alcoholics and how he's just going to accept it that he's going to follow the same thing and die young like his father did and just accept that fact. And he's kind of talking to this person um, about it and it, uh, it, it's hard hitting. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I was like, Jesus, man, like calm down there, son. I got to pull up the exact line, but you've been quiet over there. Talk about something. While I pull up this line. I'm please. just waiting to get the ode to Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. Because that's when the walls of Jericho come crumbling down for me, if you know what I'm saying. That's when I was sold. Right. Really? Yeah. That, oh my god, I love that. That song is so much fun, though. Oh, it's so good. Come on. Also, there are plenty of lines about being thoroughly depressed and thoroughly 
uh, where where is it? Like, what's the author's name? Thoreau from high school that I forgotten. Um, yeah, Derek's father and my father know that cirrhosis is a tough way to go, so when we drink a lot after our show, pretending that we're not even scared at all, genetics are what make me go to bed because there's something that's inside my head that will click and make me drink until I'm dead, and Derek's dad and my dad are done. Holy shit. Like, are you kidding me? The first time I heard that line... Just the cirrhosis line, but then he hit me up with fucking genetics and drinking until he's dead? Brother, are you kidding me? That's a lot to digest. Seriously. Um, As well as the song right after that, All In My Head. And while I do have a couple of issues with this track, poppiest song here definitely, I think. Probably another Macklemore-inspired song. Very clean. Some acoustic balladry going on in the love, 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 love the horns on the bridge of the song, uh, the sax and trumpet solos, oh, so good, as well as the chorus is great, uh, catchy as hell, um, and the verses flow pretty well as well, it just, the, the structure of the song is not bad, you know, you have to give it that, I think, um, and while the lyrics, again, aren't the most standout on the record, they're not bad, I didn't come across any bad, horrible lyrics, uh, really, honestly, I, I, I thought it was a great catchy fun song not as fun as justin bieber oh to justin bieber i'll let you talk about that go go into depth with me tyler um i don't know if depth is ever something you're gonna get when i'm talking about oh, things because my Stop. my vocabulary is not where it should be shut for up. a 18 year old shut up just stop college student Dude, you're gonna give yourself an aneurysm stop you're gonna i think- couldn't find the words <laughs> stop um uh, the first time that Ode to Justin Bieber came on, I thought I was listening to the Wii Sports soundtrack, and that's <laughs> essentially where it is. Uh, as far but as in a bad in- way. As far as instrumentation goes, we it's got kooky. some. We got some bouncy. Uh, Ian described it as similar to the Mission Impossible theme song. Uh, uh, strings, strings. Um, as we get more into it, we got some like kooky sound effects going on and some all bells and whistles and trinkets and all sorts of things he's messing with uh and it all comes crashing down to this like bob your head moment following the first verse um the song kind of is a it's a longer song on the project uh three minutes 44 seconds it's not that long but i mean it's it, sort of in the greater scheme of covers things. an incredible amount of ground and yeah. Uh, Ian, do you want to you want to tell me about the message on this one? Because it's what is he talking about? Ode to Justin Bieber. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's just talking. He's giving it to celebrities who've made it this far and been through the hardships that they've gone through. Justin Bieber being a prime example, being a child star, and then drugging himself to near death, and then having a comeback with the Purpose album in 2015 as like a more mature figure and being sort of this uh, father figure to a lot of other pop artists, aka Post Malone. Um, You know, kind of harboring them and making a a career comeback, as it were, um, from a much more disturbed place. But that's just an example. That's It's sort of like an ode to all of the, like, you know what? All of the bigger artists, for as much shit as you get, you deserve a round of applause because you guys are fucking legends. That's what I got. Yep. That, you did it justice right then. Really? Yeah. Good job. Justin Bieber actually did tour with, like, Post Malone toured with Justin Bieber, and that gained him such massive popularity. Like, Justin Bieber's tour is part of the reason why Post Malone is Post Malone. So tidbit but um i think in a lot of ways justin bieber can be respected i agree i think he actually is much more talented than people give him credit for as much as i dislike a lot of his music um i i I do think that he gets some unnecessary flack sometimes for being that that (laughs) guy who wrote that song that guy who wrote that song that every single girl liked when you were like 10 and you fucking hated it mainly because you were jealous and you wish that you could get 
that never mind. I'm not going to say that. It's hard to get past that. Context he was also the most hated person on earth at one point. Yeah. And numerous people have taken that title since then. Ian and I were having the conversation earlier, yeah. A little bit earlier. But again, I think it's a I think it's a worthy uh thing to talk about and not many people do. Not many people have the balls to talk about it, especially talking about Justin Bieber in general. Um I give give credit to the guy where credit is due, as well as the hook of this song being out of hell. Uh, it's this highly, highly. I guess he put a frequency shifter on it of some sort, but it's this dirty, grimy piano that he just dragged out and made into a pad, and it's not distorted. It's not clipping, but it's abrasive in its own way. Um, and this really, really wonky, large sub bass that goes along with it on the hook. Um, it's really disorienting at first, but after you get used to it, um, it's really interesting and smacks. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Unless you have any other things to add. I think we covered it. Okay. February 15th. This is a one-minute song about him screaming about how he's going to be alone forever Um, and uh, how he's going to pay to make it stop at the end. Hard-hitting, one of the most emotionally jarring moments on the album. I think this takes first place over happiness because he's just screaming his brains out in front of like a live audience who are kind of screaming stuff back to him. And I think it it does it justice over some folky elements. Um... Um, while it's, again, it's kind of just a snippet, uh, I, I, I do like what he did with it, uh, and I think it's very, very hard hitting, uh, to say the least. Um, and the closing track to this album is possibly the most wholesome thing I've heard in 2019, and it's called I Want a Dog, and it's the cutest, most adorable thing I've ever heard in my life. It's great. It's about how he, like, he's singing about sort of his ideal life and how he knows that it's not really achievable because he's talking about how he wants a talking dog and that he wants his wife to be a famous actress and like his agent and shit like that or something like that. Um, but he kind of just acknowledges on the hook at the end that he just wants a dog and he's sort of using that as a metaphor that he kind of just wants everything to be okay in the end, like all of us do. And he mentions multiple times about how, and Death is a prominent figure on this album, um, how he's very, very afraid of the concept of death, and there's not much scarier to him. Um, and I think that that plays a, a lot into what he's doing. Fear is a big motivator on this album, and uncertainty as well. And I think we can all relate to the uncertainty of the future and not not knowing and being so afraid of what comes next in life, you know? And I think the the sentiment, I want a dog, is the perfect way to close this album. And it's such a, it's such a great track through and through. It's well-written, it's short but sweet, and I think he rides it perfectly. Coasts off to a perfect ending to this album, I think. This is, that, that it's one of my favorite endings of any album this year because it's just so sweet and maybe you think it's corny i i can see how maybe people would think it's corny um but i think it's in its own right clever and i also think that it does this album perfect justice on a closing note so to speak let's get into the next section and talk about the music shall we did you miss us? I missed me. Um, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting getting into the, the nitty gritty of problems that arose whilst uh, listening back to the audio recording that is this album. Wow, that was really intelligent sounding. Uh, just um, quilst was the most whilst. intelligent word in that sentence. Audio recording. Quilst. Um, uh, I guess I can say there were a few things that stood out to me as 
maybe being problematic. Uh, first, we already touched on is that he comes across as an absolute goof, and that makes a lot of this hard to take seriously, at least on the first listen. I don't think that the majority of people are going to go back to something on for another listen, unless if they fall in love with it the first time. I don't think most people do what we do. I just don't. So I can see that being an issue, a significant drawback in terms of keeping viewers or whatever you would call it, you know, uh, keeping people listening and, and intrigued engaged. and bringing in new people. I can see that being a problem. I can see this not being accessible to like anyone. 95% of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that too. Um, it took me a long time to get into him. I forget how I even found him. Problem. I think I saw the, I think I saw the cover to his last album. And I was like, huh, that looks weird and kooky. And then I listened to it. And I was like, huh, this is really not good. And his, then I went back and listened to it again. And I was like, huh, this is okay, actually. His uh, covers, honestly, are pretty cool. I like them. The, um, the cover art of this project is amazing. I love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> me too. That was loud. That hurt my head. Um, We're sorry to all of our uh, going into problem. Listeners. Going into problem number uh, numero dos. Uh, for me... This is me. A lot of this sounds like something that was put together on a MacBook laptop. It just does. So much of this does not sound like a studio project. It sounds like something that a guy and his friends made very well on a Mac laptop. Some of the best music is made that way. But there Kendrick is Lamar's Dam was made in uh, Garage... Gra- what is that? Garage Band. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't even know how to say this without just absolutely tearing the man apart. Tear the man apart. No, because I didn't dislike it. Here's the thing is that there's a certain element to this project that is just unprofessional. And I think that is how i agree i think I really, that's how he is but i don't think there's anything wrong with that personally i gotta stop touching stuff i'm yeah, you, i'm pissing me off yeah. <laughs> um i've stopped touching the table okay I, you can't it's my arm because i'm trying a new setup here and it's yeah. not working out um there's a lot of this that seems unprofessional and again that just brings it back to making it hard to take seriously if you go into the lyrics I have no problems. If you go into the actual instrumentation and you have the, you know, if you dissect, okay, this, 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 great. I have, there's nothing that stood out to me in the way of being a giant issue. There were certain songs that were slower than others that took more time to pick up, took more time to get into, still didn't have a big problem with it because as a whole, this album to me was very cohesive. Yeah. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. He accomplished in my opinion, what he wanted to accomplish. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hard listen, yeah. which the first time being naive to me, it was, it still comes across as being unprofessional. And I don't think in music, that's like something you have to do where you have to come. I think some of the come off best, as on as, as a professional. Uh, the, I think some of the very best albums of all time come across as rough and, not necessarily of the highest of studio qualities, but I don't really don't think that's what music has to be. No, I don't either. But I think in, in this situation, in this case, it does bring it back to me for me a little bit. Okay. I think I could definitely deal, uh, or do with more, more, uh, he embraced all of his ideas perfectly. I think he conveyed them all very well. But there's a certain amount of, you know, instead of putting in a drum loop there, a live drummer would be awesome. Instead of having these really processed, really, for me, overdone guitars on a few of the few on a few of the tracks, I could have used something more real and just more organic to listen to. So much of this sounds to me like it was put together on a MacBook Pro, and that brought it back for me a little bit and i just said the same thing for six minutes so okay. ian no that tell me tell me actually, what you had good um 
there were a few tracks that I thought were uh, just paled in comparison to others. Like I talked about how I liked Happiness before. It's the same piano loop over and over again, though, and it gets old. Kind of, it's it's very very pretty. And on first listen, you don't really notice because you're listening to what he's saying. And I don't have usually uh, a problem with repeated phrases or anything like that. But then again, I just could have used a little bit more variation in the instrumental. And I think this is one of those times where it's like the instrumental could have used a little bit more variation and um, just a little bit more than was presented there. Although the message was incredible. Moonlight was probably the biggest mixed bag on the album. It didn't really know what it was going for necessarily. It, It was full of good ideas and stuff like that. But when put together, it becomes an amalgamation of not the greatest sort. Um, Although, again, there's nothing that came across on this song as horrible. Um, Sorry My Dear was interesting in that he sounds like one of the zombies from the Black Ops 1 thing. If any, yeah, you I know played, what you're talking yeah. about. He sounds like the yells, you know, the stock yells that are just memed on so much from the Black Ops 1 zombies mode. Um, the vocal effect that he puts on for the entirety of the song, may I add, um, sounds like that. And it kind of dilutes whatever he's trying to do with it. Um, being that it's so distracting and it's very, very overpowering in the mix. And after a while, it just gets old. It was probably my least favorite moment on the album. Um, although it did come across with lots of emotion and lots of personality and it's very, very unique. Um, it, it kind of took away from both the instrumental, which was a lot of times the, I, I know on the chorus, it was meant to be distorted and hard hitting. Um, and it kind of just dragged for me a little bit. And again, vocals on this song are even for Hobo Johnson, hard to get past, and that's fucking saying something. So, um, I don't know, maybe a little bit clearer, uh, a little bit more clarity on that song would have been nice. And, um, not to cut you off, to add to that a little bit, um, I think that there are multiple sections, or probably just tracks in general, that could be made to be, in a positive way, more accessible. And, I don't, I don't mean that in like, okay, we're going to strip back, you know, what he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. We're going to take away his, you know, artistic freedom or anything. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, make it more appealing for me to listen to. I think some of the, I think all of the instrumentals are very, very appealing. I think that they're all very sweet on the ears. I'm talking about his, his vocals in particular. I think that a lot of it is overblown with personality to the point where I'm just like, what the f- <laughs> What? <laughs> and I really, I, I think that's going to be a hit or miss. That's going to be the defining thing about this, that people are going to be like, okay, I really don't like him, or okay, uh, I love him to death now. Um, because I, I do think that he's somewhat of a cult character. Like, he's going to create a cult fan base. And there are going to be people that are very, very attached to him and his style you know people who are very very supportive of him kind of culty in the way that uh, i don't know um my chem was or um what's another culty i mean any black metal band um that's kind of cultish um or i guess ghosts fan base would be another one um just for a few examples, I think he's going to draw in a certain crowd, and I think the crowd that he's going to draw in is going to be very, very attached to what he is doing and very invested in what he is doing. Um, and everyone else is going to stay on the sidelines and say, okay, you know? Jesus Christ, is there an earthquake going on? Um, but anyway, I think that's just about all I had to, all I had to say about that, you know? Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought this was a solid project. So, I think we're I think we're good to get in the next section. Yep, let's do that.
in conclusion, I think this was a very, very creative and pretty off the wall at some points, very all over the place, full of character album. Some of my favorite songs of the year have come off of this project. Um, Hobo Johnson, I got to give it to the man for really pulling it through on this one, I think. And even the moments that I didn't really like still came across with personality and uh, some great ideas. Just execution could have been better. Um, I did not have too many complaints with this album. I had a few, um, but the complaints that I had were, again, in comparison with what I did like about this album, very few. So I, I loved the shit out of this. Back to you, Tyler. Um, You've been sound audited by Ian. Prepare to be sound audited by Tyler. I think that this is fairly out of my wheelhouse. It just is. <laughs> this is not something I would have found probably and listened to all the way through on my own. That being said, I did enjoy it more than I had expected to. It's probably not something I would go back to a lot. Like the Ode to Justin Bieber, uh, the typical story. The, yep, first track. Um, and Super of, Cross track is amazing. Handful of others. Um, you and the Cockroach. Oh I my think, God. I think that's just a song. So, uh, so creative. I think that's a song I got to show to a lot of people a lot of people just because it's so great yeah it's so it's amazing and it makes you think it does yeah it, it paints a vivid picture too yeah very very good at storytelling you know what it reminds me of is um isn't it called glowing screens by watsky oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it reminds yeah. me a lot of that song oh my god holy shit middle yeah. school i kind of made that, collect, just that connection right now Wow. That was also a very cool political track. Um, Interesting message. That was, I mean, he was a rapper for the little kids, you know? He was, yeah. a, he was a rapper for the kids. Yeah. He did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, can I go I ahead and give this my Jesus. grade? 7.3. That's not bad for you. Is I actually it, was is kind what of, it is for me. I thought you were going to give it less. No, because I, I think I can appreciate it more than I have to like it. And I think that's just what it is. I yeah. see so much more merit in it, you know, and looking at what other people can find in it than I do for myself. It, I, and, you know, technically, I don't have a lot of issues with this at all. I don't think there, there was, well, there was nothing on it that stood out to me as being bad. And that's yeah, huge. At least not inherently bad. No. Um, technically, I didn't have a lot of issues. There was just a lot of stuff that, for my taste, could have been improved. I would have loved some more live drums. More organic instrumentation, especially Understood. keys, Understood. guitar, I can see you drums, have no problem with it. Um, strings. Other than that, I'm. It was it was a solid project. He, I give him a thumbs up. He did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Some of my favorite material of this year has come off of this project. What was what the high points were? They were incredibly high, and the low points were few and far between. And um. The, the, I mean, they weren't too, too low. So they didn't drag my enjoyment of this project back too much. Um, overall, extremely solid project. Extremely glad that I stuck with the guy and I followed through on my, uh, previous listens of him, you know? Um, two thumbs up from me. I'm probably feeling like an 8.7. Hey, I loved this project to death. Good. Full of full full of personality. I'm not I'm not upset that you like this one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean you probably figured that I liked it. Yeah. Just from how I've been talking about yeah. it. And he's th- this kind of weird shit, his delivery, just th- this off the wall, super emotive. Like this is my shit. I was you know? very curious to hear your bottom line though. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's 8.7, 8.8, 8. around that, around that place this album is fan fucking tastic and it's gonna be one of my favorites of the year sick for sure just because of inherently how creative um and how many bases he successfully covers very successfully at that extremely successfully can't praise it enough truly very very good album can Loved i it. can i take us out all yours my man all right You've been sound audited. Done. Okay, that, I can that, just sit that back was and a not win. Talk. We didn't say that for the I see this as an episode. absolute win. Um, 
So go follow the artist at Hobo Johnson on all of the media platforms. We follow him on Twitter as well as Instagram. You should as well. Um, if you want to follow him on Snapchat, don't have info for you on that one. Um, follow us at Sound Audits Podcast on Instagram. We have daily stories and activities for you to participate in and get graded on your homework. So go check it out. Leave comments. DM us. We you want a going, shout out? We'll give you a shout out. We're if you're an inter- artist and you need some publicity, we'll shout you out to our fan base, our loyal th- 30 listeners. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, that's great. Not a lot is going on there. Twitter sucks. It's a terrible platform. I hate it. <laughs> um, but we post videos and stuff like that. You should go look. Ian's never actually seen it before. Nope. So never will. That's cool. Um, yeah. We appreciate you listening. We'll have a new episode coming out next Friday at 9 a.m. Possibly some more episodes coming out on Mondays at 9 p.m. Because Mondays generally suck. We want to make them better for you. So absolutely, that's uh, maybe some shorter content here and there. Yeah, whenever we get the time to do it. Yeah. So just keep on the lookout for that. Keep keep uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check that check that podcast feed wherever you're listening. And just follow our Instagram because we're going to let you know when something's coming. Yeah. Shout out to all our CastBox listeners. Whoever listening on CastBox, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Thanks for New listening. episode. Yeah. Love you all. Thank you for listening. New episodes will be coming out same time as always. We will see you next week. Bye. Peace.